Small businesses are crucial to our economy, but often overlooked as investment opportunities. Mainvest wants to change that. Discover how you can invest with impact and receive quarterly returns. Get $20 toward your first investment when you sign up at mainvest.com slash podcast. Mainvest is a licensed funding portal that offers investments under regulation crowdfunding and not a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Mainvest does not provide any investment legal, tax, or accounting advice. All of the investment opportunities on Mainvest contain risk. Investors should not invest more than they can afford to lose. Hey, friends. Today's guest is going to be one of my new friends named Jonah Rame. Ugh who is an upcoming hip-hop star. That's right. Today, we're going to be sitting down with Jonah, talking about his brief interactions with hip-hop star The Baby, and then also some relationship issues he had on his way climbing up the ladder. So don't forget to subscribe and take a listen. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kids in the Room podcast. The Kids in the Room podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Move Faces. Let's Let's go. go. Um, I kind of got a whiff from you from uh, Noah. He kind of, you know, gave me like a little bit of his reel of, you know, videos that he produced and things like that. And then I'd watch one of yours and I was like, man, this, there's some energy there. There's something, there's something there. There's energy there, you know, with the, uh, also with the, um, the other guy on there, I forgot his name, who was on one of the music videos with yours. He was on two of them, I think I saw. But you um, had like, he, was, he was in my video? I think it was. It was, it was, was it Billy? Billy what? Bands. Yeah, that was a kid. Yeah, we're, not, we're not friends no more. Ah, uh, don't you love that? <laughs> uh, that was that was my like that was like my this though. You feel me? That was my that was my dog, and it just kind of y'all just fell out pretty much. Uh, so my re- my last trip to Miami, uh, we went to like this big mansion, and I don't know. He just started kind of acting different. And I was I was just like. Like I put you on to a lot of game. I like like Fat Boy SSE hit me up on Instagram. He was like, "Yo, come up to New York." So I was like, "Billy, you want to come to New York with me?" You know, mm-hmm. like let's go, let's go to New York, let's travel. So we travel like half the country together, like every state on this this side of the country. I swear to God, I've been to every state in my car with this motherfucker. Wow. We went to Miami. He just started acting different. So we got off the plane. I kind of just got in my car and I never hit him up again. I was just like, I don't want to keep people like that around me. So I think he kind of got it. And we just haven't talked since. Oh, what do you feel happened? What changed? We were with we were with some people that. I feel like he thought were cooler than me. Mm -hmm. So he was maybe like, I don't know, like trying to fuck with them more. And I was like, I mean, we're all kind of in this together. It's not like a, like, I don't know how to explain it, but he would also make these like comments. He'd be like, damn, your Instagram going crazy. Like we used to have the same amount of followers. And I'd be like, brother, it's not, it's not like that. Like, that's not how it is. Like you still just the same worth, the same point. Like, so I don't know if it was like a jealousy thing or what, but like, I hope he's doing good, but I'm not going to like, put myself in a situation to get treated shitty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to explain it very well, but yeah, I know just felt like, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. It's whatever. It's not like, yeah, it's no, 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 like bad blood or anything else like that. Just, yeah. There's no hard feelings. There's no, like, I hope he does this or does that. It's just, you know, stay in your own lane, bro. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You, you're wishing him well, but right now you yeah, just, whatever happens, happens. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, man. I mean, that's the that's kind of the way things work in the uh, in the industry, you know, you know, in life. You can't trust. Yeah, it's it's that is trust. And it's also about growth. And it's also about everybody wants to everybody wants to be, you know, famous. Everybody wants to get on. And, you know, sometimes people you might, you know, speak to may not like you or might not like the other person, et cetera. And sometimes people just want to grow. So they kind of want to gravitate to whoever they feel can help them do so. You know, and there is. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like some people, went, oh yeah, don't mess with that guy. You know, he's you know this and that. You can't. You need you know hang with this guy and etc. And you get some time of that. You know, naysayers who just you know want to hate. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but I've seen it happen personally. You know, in the in the music industry in general. So people all want to make it, and so sometimes people want to follow those who they feel can possibly help them do that, or. Sometimes it can be too competitive, you know, you don't, do you want to be the sidekick to, you know, the other person? Do you want to be the, you know, the Robin to the Batman? Like Stunner and the baby. Yeah. So sometimes you want to be Stunner or you want to be the baby? Yeah. So sometimes you might want to separate yourself. So sometimes if you start seeing somebody else getting a lot more clout and it's like, man, do I want to be the sidekick? Do I want to be known to being with him or do I want to be like my own bed? Exactly. So I think that some- was a, that was something that happened a lot is people would always be like, yo, Jonah, where's Billy at? Or like people would ask Billy, like, yo, where's Jonah at? Like they just expect us to be together type shit. So it's like dynamic yeah. duo. Right. It was a Batman and Robin, you know, syndrome. So you felt like a lot. I mean, you, you start to experience that, you know, that in a way kind to kind of brand you, you know, as as one uh, combination. Um, and that really just really can cause some bad blood sometimes. I definitely can see that. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and ponder about it though. Like I still, if I see him, like I probably say it was good. Like, you know, I wouldn't be like, fuck you. Or yeah, of course, man. You guys, you guys got good energy towards you. I kind of got wider when I said a curse word. I don't feel like I shouldn't curse on this. Oh man. You can say whatever you want to say. Shit. Okay, right. fuck. You said shit. Fuck it. Whatever you want to say, it's a free country right here, man. Hey, quick though, real quick, you got it. You said you met me from uh, Noah. I want to give a shout out to him and JC Visuals for putting me onto this. Um, great director. He's he's solid. He does a lot of good work. How'd you how'd you end up meeting him? That's you know that that is that is interesting. Honestly, man, uh, I think we connected over Instagram for a while, and I was you know chatting back and forth with him, you know, um, here and there it was nothing really particular, and it's just like. I was like, hey, man, you know, I've done these other things. I really, I don't think he really knew exactly what I did, but I was like, I've done these other things in the past and blah, blah. And you know what? I'm actually just, you know, um, I want to bring some people on this little podcast idea that I have. And, you know, do you want to come on? I need some people to test this out with and, you know, bring on and speak to them and just start out this chat and this conversation and grow with me. So that's really how it kind of happened between me and him. And here we are. And then uh, I'm not going to lie. He's the only reason I did it. He was like, yo, this guy hit me up and wants you to do an interview. I was like, usually I would say no, but, you know, I don't know. No is a pretty good guy. So I'm not going to lie. He ain't never done me dirty. Yeah, man. You got to have good company, good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that really matters. And, you know, word of mouth matters a lot, too, as well. But, yeah, definitely, you know, I was, you know, I spoke to him and then, uh you know, he, you know, gave me a little bit of a, 
his uh, work that he had did in the, uh, previously in the past. And, you know, I was looking at some of the artists, you know, also trying to see some of his skill set. Because other than that, I really saw some of it through Instagram and stuff like that randomly. And I was like, all right, he's growing. He's doing something because, you know, I've got a lot of friends who've done, you know, a lot of the mainstream, you know, big, you know, artist type of you know music videos that you commonly see um, on your um, YouTubes and et cetera, you know, big, you know, major radio stations, things like that. So I was just like, all right, well, I can see from a visual perspective where he's going with this. He has, you know, he has talent, you know, it's just really just, can he get the right clientele? But I was looking through the clientele. I was like, yeah, let me see who has some type of energy or potential. And that's when I saw you on there. I was like, there's an energy, there's an energy there. You know what I mean? I was like energy there. He, this kid gets with the right people, you know, you had a little decent following. I was just like, man, if he gets to the right people, man, I mean, I see potential the kid could take off. It's already knows what I need. Yeah. There's two things I need. It's either someone to back me to, to put me in the position to actually make the quality that I feel like I could make. You know what I mean? Like money to make a certain video or get in a certain studio and get a certain mix, or I need a song to go viral. Because then the labels are going to come and they're like, all right, now we got the money to put behind you because we see that you got this viral song. But is it the labels, though, that need to come by you these days? I mean, or is it just like, you know, any if you get lucky, if you get lucky, you can make your own thing happen. But you have to have a very, very, very strong following, like, like very strong following. And I've noticed I've talked I've talked to like eight labels this year and it's just they all kind of say the same thing. It's like, you got really good Instagram potential, but your views on your music isn't there. Like my, my YouTube is strong. My Spotify dead, dead. iTunes is like 5,000 a week. So I don't know, 30,000 a month, 20,000 a month. It depends, but and why that's the thing. You, okay. What would you say? No. Why do you think your iTunes is, or excuse me, not your iTunes, your Spotify is not where it needs to be. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I've, a lot of people pay for playlisting. And that's one thing about me is I will never pay for anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care what people say, because they'll be like, your song's not going to do this. If you don't pay for that, like if you don't pay for promotion, I've had, I've had songs get a hundred thousand streams with nothing behind it. So it's like, why would I put money into this song when it could do it by itself without me having to pay for it. That makes sense. Like people will be like, like, I guess it makes sense if you do pay for a playlist and you get a million streams off that playlist, then yes, it will be worth it. Mm -hmm. But if you're paying $300 for a playlist, it's only going to get you 20,000 streams. What are you paying for? (laughs) You're paying for a number to look cool. I don't, I'm not trying to impress nobody. Like I just make music and hope people listen to it. And if enough people listen to it, that's cool. But I'm not out here like trying to get a million streams every time I post a song. Yeah. And I feel like you're chasing something that isn't even there. You know, that's a tricky thing because, you know, there's always that fake it to make it kind of a thing, but then it's also, you know, um, is there substance there? And, you know, there's this like, I don't know. I feel like there's this point where it's like, you feel internal. There's just like, uh, this conflict, 
if I start actually paying, is that really saying that I don't have substance? Do I not have talent? Yeah, like you gotta. I all right. So my my when I was a kid and I was like rappers blow up. There's this. There's this in your head. You're like they made this good song and then they went viral and then they just kept making music. So it just kept working out. But then you actually get into the music industry and you realize, okay, there's this guy doing this and there's this guy doing this. And that's the reason that this guy is doing this. Right. You know what I mean? It's not just the one artist who's just making songs and blowing up. It's like, there's a whole scheme of like pieces to this one machine to build. And it's all behind the artist. And nobody knows that. Like, I saw a post the other day and it said little labels don't get the credit they need because no artist wants to be like, yeah, I blew up because this label put a bag behind me and I didn't have the money to, to do what I wanted to do because so this label came and picked me up. They don't want to say that. They want to say, yo, I did this shit on my own. I blew up. I got signed to the big label with by myself. So they never give any credit to the middleman. I mean, that's true. I mean, but that, to give also credit to things is like, if we're looking at things, you know, everyone has some type of team to make it successful, no matter what they're doing. I mean, you have to have a team to help you execute and, you know, um, reach the goals that, you know, you kind of, you know, envision in your mind. And now you want to see solidify. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people don't look at the, the way things were done previously. They don't really look at the backstory. You know, how many people supported you before, you know, what it take for you to get there and all the process and systems, systematic structures that allowed you to evolve to be at a point to where you feel like you're winning. And I think a lot of people really don't look at that in general. I think everybody wants to just see that you just you got there because you were just talented. So even if there is a backstory, people really don't even look for it. Uh, for me, I or like backstories. Right? Yeah, I, I like to see how they blew up. I like to be like, this, like I watched I watched Jack Harlow blow up and I watched the baby blow up. Um, I saw the baby in 2016 when he was just regular, like, like same same Instagram as me, like two thousand to five thousand likes on a post. You know, he's not like getting millions of streams, but he's still got clout. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and I saw his page go up. I, I DM'd him in twenty seventeen, in November of twenty seventeen, and I said, "How much for a feature?" And he told me two thousand dollars. And he actually responded. I can show you the DM right now. Show us. Um, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, like, this isn't something we, I ever posted. We, like, think, we think you're lying, Jonah. We think you're lying, man. That's the baby, guys. Did you see that, guys? There you go. Hey, that's cool. My boy, I said, I said, hook it up for a stack, and he left me on open. Ah, uh, you got to pay the way. I was like, no. You had to start cutting those lawns, man. Uh, dude, I used to cut lawns. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing you do in Raleigh, right? I mean, out there in the South. I mean, there's just not much to do, man, to make money, you know, especially when you're young. It's just cutting lawns, right? Uh, when I was a little kid, I had a go-kart. I was 11 years old. I had a go-kart, and I had a 
I had a can of gas, like the five gallon ones, and I had a lawnmower. And I took a dog leash and I tied the lawnmower to my go-kart and I would go knock on doors. And then I'd drive my go-kart to the gas station and I'd fill up the gallon with the gas. I'd pay five bucks. I'd make a hundred bucks every weekend at like 11 years old. All right. Look at you, little entrepreneur right there. God, I used to do it. I, I used to love it because it's, it's just, it's money. I don't know. I didn't know how to explain it. I just had to hustle. Hey, man, that's what it takes to actually make it anywhere or do anything that you love, man. You have to have that hustle, that resilience, that, you know, almost that innocence, you know, to and, and you know, to get out there and just take that risk. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, actually, one of my buddies, uh, Herman, yeah, he actually um, I don't know if you've seen, you know, probably the baby's music videos with uh, the Jabberwockies behind him. Yeah. Yeah. My, my buddy actually uh, manages him and stuff like that. Shout out to Herman. Hope you are listening right now, man. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, he he, uh, he manages those dudes. As far as like the baby blowing up, though, it the backstory part. It's really cool to see them blow up because a lot of people found out about the baby what like last year. I did uh, off of off off of Shug, right? You heard Shug packing the mail is gone. She like how I smell cologne. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So he. He went viral off of that, but before that, him and Stunna dropped Animal. This is actually right when I met Stunna. Um, I met Stunna right after they dropped Animal, and that song blew up. It got like a million views, and then he shot somebody in Walmart. Wow. And you remember, did you, did you find out about that? No, I, I, I didn't follow that. The baby shot somebody in Walmart and murdered him and got away with it. You're joking, right? That's crazy. No, I'm not. You can look this up. This is this is part of the reason he blew up is because he went so viral because he killed somebody at Walmart. Like who killed somebody at Walmart? You know what I mean? Was it like self-defense? Yeah, yeah. He got away with it, of course. Somebody tried to rob him for his chain and he had his kid with him, so he shot him. It's just inside North Carolina. North, you said what? Inside of Walmart. Inside of a Walmart, yeah. Boy. So uh, North Carolina gun laws, like gun laws are really like not strict here. You can, I can walk around with my AK-47 if I want. Like it's, I can literally put it in my car and strap it on my back and walk around. Mm. It's pretty, but he killed someone in Walmart and then he dropped Walker, Texas Ranger. And then he dropped the album blank, blank or not blank, blank. What was the, it was, what was the one with the orange picture on it? I'm about to look it up. Not the blame it on baby. Yeah, blank blank. He dropped blank blank. And that's when he started going crazy, crazy. And just skyrocketed. And then right after that, he dropped his um baby on baby album. And that's really what made him blow up. But like actually watching it happen was exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, holy shit, that guy really went from 5k on instagram to 15 million in a matter of a year that's crazy it's wild that that is definitely some growth so that's that's why i like the backstories is because it's like you just see these artists pop and then you're like oh who's Blueface? i just seen him or who's this guy i just heard of him and it's like actually watching them blow up is really fun being an artist because it's like holy shit this is possible you know like Normal people can be the biggest artist in the world with 
without even knowing it. No, totally. I mean, I mean, I get that perspective because I think like coming from a creator perspective, I have always looked at the backstory, but I think like, do regular people really think of that? I don't know. I feel like maybe they might go look up old videos or like, I used to look up Mac Miller when I was in high school. I used to go look up like Mac Miller. He did like vlogs and he had like videos with, I, I used to talk to his homeboy on Instagram, um, Tree JT TV. Uh, he was Mac Miller's like best friend growing up. I met him at a concert. I, I, I don't remember what I, I dressed up as a piece of bacon. Right. And he was like, yo, that's super dope. He tagged me on his Instagram. Like, uh, and this is the guy, like, if you go to his YouTube, this is the guy Mac Miller used to post all his music videos on his YouTube. Yeah. Mac Miller was the guy who uh, committed suicide or died accidentally or something. Right? He, he uh, overdosed. He overdosed. Yeah. And he uh, used to date uh, Julia Kelly, a social media star. With Ariana Grande. Oh. Oh, Julia Kelly. Yeah, he did date her. Yeah, she tried to like her dad tried to buy move faces from me a couple of years ago before uh, she got famous on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, she, I know who that lady is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fine as hell. I mean, that might be why he did. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just cool to see like artists go from like like you said how Baby did the video with the Jabwalkies, right? Right. I've, I was there when baby was shooting a video on the front porch of a house with a one, a $200 video guy. Like he paid him 200. You were there. You were there. You were like, no, like what? Like not physically, not physically, but I mean, actually watching him in that process, go from shooting a a video outside of a house, just a random house. And it's like on a porch, there's no budget behind the video. It's just, Hey, we let's just shoot a video real quick. To going to the point of being able to be like, yo, we got the Jabberwockies and we're going to shut down Broadway and you're going to shoot a video there. Right. It's crazy to see like he just he was just on the porch yesterday and now he's in New York on Broadway. Like it just blows my mind. That's the only reason I like the backstories. No, I mean, come up. Yeah. Because it it, I mean, what is the reason behind that? Does that inspire you? Is that what it's about? Do you think that that inspires us as creatives? You know, when we aren't, when we haven't reached the point, you know, that, you know, as, as far as our goal that we, you know, we see ourselves at and we look back or we look for some type of reference, right? And we say, okay, this person did it so I can do it. And it's just amazing to see that growth because that inspires us. Do you think that's the, the reason why we, uh, as creatives, kind of like are drawn to understanding or looking at the backstory? Yeah, because it's like almost like you can relate, you know, it's you can be like, holy, like I could be the next or I could be the next or he could be the next. You never know. Like, it's just you look at if you have like it's like almost like an idol. It's like. You're so inspired by what they did that you want to do something yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, I totally get it, man. Like I was telling um, uh, Noah, you know, because I've seen a lot of people who have came up and, you know, you might have not obviously known that they were going anywhere. And then now they're somewhere, you know, um, you know, like I was telling, um, uh, Noah, you know, um, I remember, uh, logic, you know, 
busting up into a store when I first came into Silicon Valley and I was doing my startup company and I had, you know, I was, you know, part-time at like a little part-time job at his local cell phone company a couple of years back. And, you know, I didn't want to take like a really big corporate, you know, company or burn my revenue. So I was like, you know what, I don't want to waste any extra money. Let me just get like a part-time job. So I just won't be burning money. And I took a, a, a little part-time job that wasn't so demanding. And it was literally at a cell phone store. It was a Verizon and uh, kind of kept hush hush on who I was or what I've even worked on because, you know, I wasn't big like that or anything like that. But if somebody looked me up, they could see that I had some, you know, cred um, in the industry. And literally guy comes in, he's like, man, my, my, my phone, my phone, man, it's, it's, it's messed up. I need a new phone. And I was like, all right, cool. Who's this guy? He's like, man, I'm, 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 I'm going to be famous. Do you know who I am? I was like, no, he's, I'm going to be famous one day. I'm going to be famous. Everybody's going to know me. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, the, it was, it was, uh, he said, yeah, he has an Instagram and he had like a, a little crew with him. But he was like, yeah, he believed that he was going to be famous. And this was before he was really famous. He had a, a decent following, though, on Instagram. But I never heard of the kid. But he I feel believed- like when you get to a certain point, you kind of know, like, I was chosen. Mm-hmm. You know what I-, I mean? Like, Logic, for example, he knew he was going to blow up. He put in a lot of work, a lot of work. He was very dedicated you know what I mean? I, I went I went to a Logic show. It was 500 people or less. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like 16 or 17. And I got to meet Michael Christmas. You know who Michael Christmas is? No, who's that? He's not too big. I think he's got like 30K on Instagram. But he got to open up for Logic. That was really cool. But it, the cool part was being able to go to a Logic concert with only 500 people. And then seeing him sell out arenas with 10,000 people. Yeah. I mean, like, like what, how, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To have that kind of pull is just, it's, it's another inspiration. It's like, damn, I watched him sell out a show with only 500 people. And now he's in every other country, every state selling arenas out. Like, it takes a lot of effort. No, I agree with you. But I would say at some point, you know, where I was always drawn to were the people who didn't really have this large following, but ran everything. What do you mean? You know, I mean, you know, there's your your Jimmy Iveens, you know, there are, you know, your your industry people, your movers, you know, the people behind the industry who have this power um, to control the system and how it always operates and stuff like that. The same thing you have when you start dealing with industries like the tech industry, you have these powerful investors that everybody in the inside knows or, or wants to know. And these people are, you know, these people are the, the game changers. These people are the, are the movers the makers they're the decision makers. They're the ones that control you being put on per se um, versus yeah. where, you know, these celebrities, you know, or, you know, entrepreneurs who build these popular companies and things like that, they may get the clout, the following, but truly the people um, who are the early investors or, you know, um, you know, um, pushers of the system or, you know, structure holders, whatever you might want to call them are the people who actually 
really run things and you know they, they don't have usually a lot of following most of them don't even have instagrams this is true like i already know what you mean like it's the it's the ceos that you want to see your stuff and they don't even have an instagram account to talk ceos publicists you know yeah. you name it you know um different radio people as well that control the radio you know and that control you know how you get on and things like that it, it's a big system but these people are more in a, a tighter, um, you have to know who they are to know who they are. You heard of the uh, five finger theory? The bigger, are you talking about like the, uh, what do you mean? Tell me about it just so I can make sure we're on the same page. Shoot. So I've, I've been living by this for like a year now because I've noticed it actually is true. And it's you're connected to every person on the planet by only five people. So you might know this guy who knows this guy who knows Quavo, who might know Obama that can get you in contact with Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we call that if you're in, um, you know, I think in the tech industry, they also call it, uh, I think it was coined as what, seven degrees from Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Something where it's just, you're connected to everybody and you don't even know it. Right. So I'll do my research and I'll be like, I follow this person and he's followed by this guy. So maybe he can get me in contact with the next guy. Yeah. It's a social I mean, rap. Yeah. I'll use that to my advantage where I'll be like, okay, well, this DJ knows this DJ. And maybe if they play my music, this rapper that follows this DJ might hear it and hit me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just, you just gotta, it's, it's networking. It's literally networking. Like that's the most important thing. Cause if you want those CEOs to see you, you have to be connected to multiple people at all times. You can't just be like, no, nah, I got this. Mm -hmm. You don't got this. I'm sorry. Like you need connections. You need, like you said, you need a team. It doesn't matter if the team is spread out, but you need people that are pushing you, constantly showing new people your stuff, constantly trying to get you to work harder. Like you do need a team. And it's, yeah. it's I mean, even I saw when I when I even saw, you know, and I've seen this with numerous people, but if you want to even use logic, for example, I remember his team or entourage, whatever you might want to call them, um, was about, I think, like seven or six people just to get a new phone. <laughs> seven or six people to get a new phone. I mean, when he came in, it was like he had seven or six people. Oh, he had seven or six people with him. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I go, whenever I go do stuff like and I actually have a, a set like, all right, I got to shoot a video today or we're going to the studio today or we have an event to go to. I'm always like 10 people. Just it's the image. It's like, you know, that's him and his group right there. Like, it's not like I'm walking by myself. You know, it's like if you make an entrance when you go somewhere, it almost looks more appealing to people. They're like, who's this guy? Like, why has he got so many people with him? You mean, you're right. I mean, I think like even uh, Puff Daddy did that in his earlier years um, before he was, you know, the major mogul that he is of this of as that we know him as today. So, you know, that kind of, you know, vibe or that kind of like uh, method kind of does work. I mean, because it is almost a fake it to make it in a way um, type of like imagery. Right. Where people just believe what they see, you know, because we are visual people. Right. Well, I went to a show like two or three weeks ago, I performed at a show. And one of my homies is a little bigger. So I got him a security shirt. Um, 
and this was a joke. Like we were just like, yo, like you're my security guard for the night. He's like, okay. And he's putting on the security guard. We're walking into the venue and I can't find him. I'm like, where, like, where is he? And I look on the outside of the gate and he's over there helping people. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm working. I'm like, what do you mean you're working? He's like, they actually think I'm security. <laughs> so like he's over here and we go to the, we go behind the stage and I'm trying to get like 10 people in with me. Right. And the guy's like, we got to pat him down. My, my, my homie's like, Oh no, I got this. I got this. And he starts patting my friends down. Right. And so he's sitting there. I got a video of him patting everybody down in the fake security shirt. And like everyone believed it. So I can see like that perception is really a thing because you can make people believe whatever you want. I mean, we're visual, man. I mean, think about it. We're visual creatures, right? We have eyes, you know, we use that to see, right? If we don't have eyes, then, you know, what does that mean about visuals, right? We're, we're meant to kind of see things, experience this plane, this world or this platform, you know, through our senses, right? And eyes are one of them. So visual, I think, plays a strong part. It's not the only strong sense, but it's definitely one of the biggest. <sighs> You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. is that a purple rain shirt? Yeah, yeah. I, I printed it on a Nike hoodie. Ah, like your name. I got the you album. Know. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So like Jonah Rain, but Purple Rain. You you did a play oh, on no, my, my album. Okay, so you know how <laughs> Prince dropped Purple Rain? Yeah, of course. And then Future dropped Purple Rain. No, I didn't know. Yeah, so Future. So Prince dropped Purple Rain, but it's R-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. And then Future dropped Purple Rain, but it's R-E-G-N or I R-E-I-G-N, like Rain, like, you know, but since my name is Rain with the E on it, I was like, I'm going to drop Purple Rain, but I, it's spelled different. So I won't get in any trouble for copyright. Right. That's you know what I mean? So now it's Purple Rain. That was my first album. I didn't really have any other ideas for an album name. Like, did you like Prince? Nah, I've never, honestly never listened to him. <laughs> It was just really catchy. It was like, why not? So, I mean, I thought it would be clever. People like it, you know. Album's doing really good, so I was excited about that. Right, it's definitely catchy for sure for people. You know, it's it's just gonna remind them of, of that. But yeah, I get it. But people send me pictures of Prince's Purple Rain shirts all the time. I mean, you're like, yo, this dude's wearing your shirt. I'm like, that's not my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's funny if you, you actually had like like some prints, you know, costume or uniform or something like that on an album or something like that. I don't know. It'd be hilarious. No, no, I just didn't want to get any trouble with copyright. And then they'd get mad. And if it did do something, then I have to take it down. Oh, no, no, not for sure. I, I think I was thinking more like of some type of like mockery, but based off of your image, you know, kind of a thing. Since that's what you're doing as a playoff of that in general. But uh, I don't know, man. That's interesting. But I agree with you, man. I think it's like, you know, how I've seen it, there's been a lot of people in the business who've kind of believed in themselves um, before anybody else did. And and they kind of just walk with that. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But you're right, though. I'd probably say for instances like Logic, he probably at that point when I actually, you know, was, you know, told who he was by him, you know, or he he was close to knowing that he was actually going to reach that point to explode. And, uh, but even at that point, like I said, I mean, nobody that was around knew who he was. Yeah. So one thing that really makes me mad is you see artists like logic and they put in 
eight albums, 10 mixtapes, back-to-back singles. Mm-hmm. And it takes them two, three years, four years to blow up. And then you get Lil Nas, Lil Pump, and they drop one song and just go viral, and then they're big. And it's like, you got artists out here really working their ass off, trying to make a name for themselves. And then you got colored hair, <laughs> weird coming out of nowhere, talking about drugs. And they just, it's like, there's people who really work for this shit that don't get it. And then there's people that don't work for it all that get everything they never want, really deserved. And what's your takeaway from that, man? I feel like it almost takes the inspiration away because it's like, you could work for six years, seven years and never go anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And then there's that one guy that drops one song and he's just on. You know what I mean? It's just, it kind of makes it like, damn, it's that easy. It's that easy, but it's still that hard. But why do you think that is? Why do you think those artists like 6 9 Little Pump and things like that, and I don't even know if Six Nine actually, you know, went through it that easy as well. But you know, Little Pump, etc. He dropped a lot of music. It was very terrible. I'm actually a big fan of Six Nine. People hate me because of that, but I love him. Right. He's he's hilarious. He trolls the fuck out of people. It is hilarious. I love it. He does do some very disrespectful things that I don't support. But as far as like his Instagram, I don't think anybody can outdo his Instagram. Right. Like. That's, he's that he's that he reminds me of that, that that kid in New York who just always just you know you go around and he'd always tell a fib or a story he'd have like this he just loud and he would just always tell you this this story you just didn't believe him like oh man he's lying you know but he yeah, always had this story like in New York you just have this every once in a while you have this certain character who's like six nine who just has this you know, this, 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 this story, every time you see him and they're just lying, <laughs> you're just like, what dude, he's, like, he lies all the time. Like, all right, cool. He, he's funny though. I've watched, I've watched like behind the scenes videos with him. Mm-hmm. And when he's not, when he doesn't have the camera directly on him, he's not in that mode, that six, nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just a normal like kid. Like I watched, uh, what are those stupid idiot dudes that drink all the time? And post the videos on YouTube. Nelk boys, you know who they are? No, I never heard of them. Nope, they're idiots. They're they're so dumb. They're funny, but they're dumb. We got a lot of idiots um, in the world, but yeah. They did a collaboration with Six Nine, and like they had like behind the scenes when they're like just hanging out with them, and sure. he's just talking normal. Like he's not like suck my dick, blah yeah. blah blah. I'm Six Nine. I feel like a lot of people just take it se- too seriously. They're like. This dude really is like this. Like he's an asshole. Nobody wants to like that. But I feel like people don't sit back and go, "Nah, he's just messing with him." Like, right? Strongly. Like Kanye. Kanye. Hmm. I don't think he's actually crazy. Yeah, I think Kanye does it because it gets him attention on the internet. Right. And it attention on the internet equals money. It does. So more if you're gonna say you're crazy, then and it gets you extreme publicity then why not like you know you're not crazy you're at home chilling in millions of dollars <laughs> all you gotta do is i mean isn't it billions for him i don't know how much it is but i, I know it's a lot he's a billionaire he's, now. i think it's his valuation is a billion i think he's like i think he, he's pretty um he's pretty vocal about him being a, a billionaire 
I'm, I'm not sure about that. You know, <laughs> I feel like people that brag about their money probably don't have as much money as they brag about. Yeah, some people do. Some he people don't. Yeezys. So, I mean, I feel like Yeezys is probably a very big company. Yeah, that's what they say. So, I mean, I see people walking around with their shoes. They're spending twelve hundred dollars on a pair, and they probably make twenty dollars to make one. Mm-hmm. Or so, less. probably less. Probably around eight dollars. <laughs> so the markup on that is ridiculous. Of course, man. That's how you have to do this big business, you know? Who would have thought this is where he would be? That's another thing I want to get into, though, is, like, my own clothes. Because, like, music takes you far if you know how to do it, but if you can branch into other things, like... But do you think, like, that's kind of typical for, you know, artists to do is, is, like, first they come out, you know, they do something, but then they always come out with their clothing line and things like that? They come out with a clothing line for their music. I want to come out with my own clothing line. Not my music. I don't want I don't want it to be music related. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have my own designs. Like you know, like artists will be like, cop my shirt, cop my jacket, and it'll just have the album cover like this on there. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you made your own designs and you had your own clothes that had nothing to do with music. I feel like you, that's a little different. But you don't you do? You don't think a lot of artists you know, want to have a clothing line? Cause I feel like most artists today typically usually want to have like a clothing line on the side, you know, or artists or even just people in the entertainment industry, you know, you know, the, uh, what's the, the Simmons and stuff like that. And, you know, I think they had one brand too, as well. There's been a bunch of different, um, celebrities who, you know, ventured off and started their own, type of uh, clothing brands. Some of them are well-known, some of them aren't, you know, even, you know, guys like Diddy and things like that have dropped their own lines uh, as well. And, you know, Kanye to me, just feels like he's one of the, uh, the uh, numerous people who have already, you know, who, who have done it, you know, but I think he just done it probably bigger than mostly everybody else. Tyler, the creator did it big. Okay. You heard of golf? No. You ever heard of Tyler, the creator's brand? No, I know who Tyler creator is, but I've never heard of his brand. No. I don't know if he's going to, I don't, I don't know if they're on the same level as Kanye. I'm not sure, but I do know he has his own clothing brand that doesn't really do anything with his music. It's kind of just like, it's, you know, it's, he's got it. He puts out these weird designs, but like, he's got socks, he's got pants, he's got shoes, he's got hats, hoodies, shirts, like everything. I feel like that's almost like a, a, I don't know. I feel like that's almost like a 360, you know, um, business model almost when it comes to artists out. I mean, these days, I mean, cause it's like, it's like their own, uh, liquor or, you know, type of drink or water, you know, 50 cent vitamin water. Huh? Like wrap snacks. Whatever it may be. I feel like they all, you know, trying to, you know, venture off and start some type of business, which makes sense. It's smart. But still, it's just like at a certain point, it's like how how saturated does it get or how typical does it get? But I guess it doesn't matter as long as you're making money. There's always a crowd. There's there's billions of people on this planet. So I feel like that's why they venture off is because maybe the music isn't paying as much as it was when they first started. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So like an artist might be at year one at his peak and then year two and three kind of dying down. So year four, he's like, oh, shit, I need to do something like. Yeah, the bill's got to get paid. 
You know, like because they're they're making money, so they think that they can spend the money, and then they spend all their money. Yeah. <laughs> you spend all your money, your money is gone. But yeah. I, I I totally get that, man. I mean, it's a crazy how um a lot of people do spend their money irresponsibly. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, so is that the only thing? If you know, when you get to the point to where you have, you know, you're at the top of your game. Um, and you're making lots of money. What is that? Is that the only thing you'd like to, you know, venture off in is, you know, your own clothing line and. No, of course not. Um, I got, I got a couple friends that own businesses. Um, one of my friends has a weird business of flamingos and more. Okay. And he said it really skyrocketed during Corona because the whole thing with the business is if it's your birthday, and you want to surprise somebody, he goes in and puts a bunch of signs in your yard and it'll be like a hundred cows. Like you ever seen somebody put forks all over the yard? Yeah. It's like that, but it's like flamingos or cows or birds. And they just go in the middle of the night at like 1am and they cover your yard in, in signs. And then it's like happy birthday or whatever. It's like a joke almost. Mm-hmm. And they come remove it the next day. And that business has made $80,000 this year. And it's, crazy. One, it's only one. He only has one employee. How old is he? He's 19, 20 years old. That's crazy. He, is this in Raleigh bought, too? Uh, he lives in Florida. He lives in Florida. Okay, okay. But I mean, he bought a business for 10 K and it profited $80,000 in the same year. That's great, man. It's a high ROI, man. You know, and it's like people want to do, they'll be like, oh, I want to own a restaurant or I want to own this. But there's so many weird businesses like that one where it's like you could really do anything. You could go around and say you put stickers on people's windows and it will make you money. Like, yeah, my dad, my dad's really big in the stocks, though. Mm -hmm. So I did get a decent amount. It's probably all most likely going into a stock account. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you can turn a hundred thousand into a million real quick. Yeah, that's very true. Depending on what you invest in and how smart you know, and sometimes just random luck. I mean, that does happen. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I always think that it is interesting that when you sometimes you know um, come up with ideas to like you know make profit. Sometimes those those really strange. Um, ideas actually profit and it's like where the hell did they come up with that yeah i feel you on that it's like i wouldn't have really thought of that like what i mean look at like there's like actors like uh you ever heard of the restaurant Wahlburgers? uh that's by uh mark Wahlberg, right yeah mark Wahlberg. he's got his own restaurant Wahlburgers. so it's like if you really wanted to, you can brand yourself and just turn it into something else. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the key, man. That's something I always sit there and, you know, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm pretty on is like, once you get to a certain level, you can, you know, use that other level to kind of, you know, catapult you to the next level. But when you start off from zero, it's hard to just, you know, jump all the way to a hero. Right. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't start from zero with 10 ideas and think all 10 are going to work. Or not even just that, just something that's really magnificently big. Sometimes it just it just won't translate over. You sometimes have to take those baby steps or win one thing first and then use that to leverage other things into, you know, come into fruition. Right. Or manifest. 
All right, so as, as far as uh, oh, what the hell did I just do? I don't know. You I just, made, I just made it like, oh, I made it full screen. That's why. Yeah, what? I can see you as long as I can see it. I think you're good. Um, if if you were to blow up and get ten million dollars, well, the first thing you would buy. If I was to just blow up and make $10 million. No, like, no, like, business ideas or, like, I would put this into a business and make it grow. Like, what would you spend your money on? Material things that you could just have. For material things? Yeah, just, like, jet skis or Hummers, you know, just something, like, out of the box. You have $10 million to spend on anything you want. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't really think $10 million is that much money, um, especially in these days, but I get it, right? I mean, if I'm living like someplace, you know, like Texas or even North Carolina, I think that's a lot. But when you're out in California, $10 million is a lot, but not really. So I would say, um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think there's, there's basic things that people buy, just, you know, nice, lavish house but i don't even know if i'm that lavish type of person i'm kind of a person who just likes to uh live nice and have all my gadgets around me and i think like you know um with 10 million dollars i don't really see anything crazy or lavish that i would be so excited to just buy besides maybe just a boat a boat a boat a boat yeah you know you gotta you gotta get a boat you know some friends, right, parties. Would you get a boat on a lake or would you get a boat for the ocean? So that is a tricky question because I think I would get a boat for both. Because I like the, I like the ocean because you have the Miami vibe, right? And then you also have the lake vibe. So if you're probably going to get a nice, decent house, it'd be awesome and ideal, I think, for you know, anybody who really you know, knows about you know, having a good time is to have a house on the lake. That's a big thing up here. Lake houses in North Carolina. I think that's a grown man thing. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a level to where, you know, it's just like that. It, it is that big baller level when you actually have, cause it, and it's also great for social gatherings, friends, family. I mean, yeah, who hey, want to go to a boat? Who doesn't want to go to a lake house on a nice boat? And I'm not just talking about one of those little local boats. I'm talking about a really nice, fancy boat. You know, and, you know, it's right in the backyard. Who, who doesn't want that? So I think that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. And I think that's something that, you know, for me, if I just want to, you know, have that $10 million just to kind of throw around on physical things, that'd be one of the physical things I'd buy. You know, if it's not, if, if we're not talking about doing things that have to do with, uh, you know, making profit or businesses, right? Because then that's a whole nother perspective. I'm trying to fix my camera. Sorry. No, we're good. All right. So would you get like a, a speedboat or like a yacht? Speedboat or a yacht? I think I'm a yacht guy. You're a yacht guy. A yacht guy. Like, all right. So there's two kinds of yachts though. There's like the big fancy yacht or there's like medium yachts. that's like half a sailboat. You know, I've got to really think about that one. The really big yacht probably be too crazy for a lake. So I think one would be for a lake and one would be the half size one that you mentioned would probably be for more of a lake setting. And the bigger one would probably be for uh, the ocean. Miami. Yeah, Miami. You got to do that for Miami. 
Oh, dude, when I went to Miami, it's so cool. They got all the boats out and you can, from the hotel, you could see like, it was like a bay and you could just see this island and the island was covered in jet skis and boats and there were yachts everywhere. Like, yeah, it's, it's a cool and, experience. And it's all about who can do it better, right? And everybody wants to, you know, get on somebody's boat and have a good time and hang out. And there's obviously a bunch of celebrities and, you know, ballers, as you want to call it. Um, or as you might hear, um, who obviously have boats out there who, um, you know, just want to show out or just have a good time, man. I mean, I think it's all about having a good time. You only have one life. You don't have many of them, um, that you remember, right. At least. And, you know, you, you've got to live it to the fullest. And like, I believe that may be as, uh, you know, doing the things that you love, you know, um, to the fullest and, and at least trying to do those things. Um, and then also just having a good time, man. Life is life is about having that experience for me. It's a dream. Yeah. Then it's over. I feel you on that. You know, I think a lot of people think of it life as this thing where it's just like, you know, as a chore. And I think people think of it in the wrong way. I think if you understand that, you know, we're just visitors here, man. We're on a vacation. And then once the vacation's over. It's over. It's over. You ain't got no more tests. See, that's a big thing is like a lot of people use like they're like, go to school, get a job, get married, get a house, have kids. You're done. You know what I mean? And it's like there is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Like people grow up in these small towns like here. It's a lot. It's a lot different than Cali because people grow up in these tiny, tiny towns where there's one gas station. There's one Walmart. There might not even be a Walmart. You might get your stuff from a local like food shop or something. Mm -hmm. And they never leave the city. They get a job working for a family business and they just repeat the same cycle. They don't ever get to go out and experience what there's just so many, there's so many opportunities out in the world. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think that's a big thing about, you know, I'm kind of, you know, if, 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 if one's to think that life is an, is, is an experience or a vacation in a sense, um, you know, people might say, oh, well, you know, well, everybody life isn't like a vacation. Well, yes, but it is. And what I'm saying is you can make your vacation shitty, you know, or your vacation can always start off bad, but it's all about how you kind of can condition it or, or, you know, or make it because it's, it's not permanent. And so when I mean vacation, I mean, that's not permanent. And if you think of it that way and you try to have the best time you can, um, and reach the highest points that you can or that you want to or whatever your your goal or mission is in life that is your experience and that's just it but why not do it to the fullest i think that's another reason i wanted to be a rapper is because i was just like i want to have fun with my life i want to i like to travel i don't like to i don't like to be at home like i want to be somewhere i want to be doing something i don't want to be going to work every morning. I don't want to have to come home every day. You know what I mean? I want to be able to be like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta right now. Like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Right. You want to be the man, a man of the world, you know, not a man of the town. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that, you know, opens, your, that opens your perspectives a lot. I mean, and that's why I'm always like, you know, Hey, if you're in college or if you're young at any point, go out and travel as much as you can go out and see the world don't sit in the house. It's actually not that expensive. Get a passport, you know, 
start, you know, you know, acting as if you are going to do something, prepare for that travel. So that way you can start manifesting it, you know, you know, get that passport, you know, boom, put that money up. And, you know, I don't care if you have a million dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever, it doesn't take that much. If you plan ahead and just start traveling to different countries, man, experience the world. Man. Travel to Cali for 500 bucks. Even less if you plan it a lot uh, earlier than that. I mean, a lot ahead of time. So, yes. And then, you know, there's other countries that you can travel to for even cheaper than that, depending on, you know, um, how long of, you know, of a runway you set up. So, I I mean. Well, it's like 200 bucks for a flight. But if I get gas in my car, if I drove to Cali in my car, it'd be like 150 bucks in gas. Mm Mm-hmm. That's you just got a trip to Cali for 150 bucks. All you got to do is worry about the hotel. You could get a motel six for 40 bucks a night if you wanted to. That's true. I mean, if you really just want to do it, you can do it. I mean, I think some people think about the time, um, but you can also look at it as a journey as you're going across country and just experiencing different things. Yeah. But I mean, there's not much excuse to really try, you know, get out of your comfort zone, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, do things that are different from how you were raised or how you grew up because that helps you grow. Be different. Yeah. I mean, it helps you get new experiences and you just grow. You learn things from different people, you know, and those situations or experiences in life allow you to, you know, have this, you know, um, life mentorship, right, if you will. Right. And I think that's pretty massive for any young individual, if they're, or anybody, you know, in the world, I don't care how, if you're older, you know, go out there and do it, man. There's never, it's never too late to see the world and open your perspective because I think a lot of people just stick, you know, with, within what, what's within their grasp or what's around them, right. Their surroundings. And I think if you want to, you know, think big, it's usually better to, you know, experience other cultures, different areas, you know, things like that states countries whatever it may be sometimes age doesn't have to do with anything though like of course i mean look at the baby he blew up at 26 years old you know what i mean it's like you see baby blow up at 26 but you see little plump blow up at 16 it's like there's really no in between you got there's a 10-year span between those two and they're still like this they're the same point so, no, that's true, man. I mean, blowing up is, is blowing up. And especially now, I mean, you have, you know, different people who, you know, there's no limit on success and everybody has a different time that they have to follow by, you know, when it comes to that. And you just don't know it. So you just got to go out there and, and give it your all. I think that's a big thing for people is because like some people might like for me, I don't want to be like 24, 25. Like, yeah, I'm a rapper but I didn't blow up yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of why people quit is because they get to the point where they're like, I'm too old to be doing this. Mm -hmm. I kind of get, I need to get my shit together. Right. And and is it now, it is being a rapper still not getting your shit together per se, because it's like you are. Some people know because it's like. It's a joke because if you haven't made profit off of it yet, then it's a joke, right? Not even, even if you have made profit off of it, but you're not, you're just not at a point where people think you're doing anything. They're just like, why are you still trying? 
You know what I mean? Unless you really love it, there's still going to be those people who are just like, like, why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be the naysayers and be like, oh, man, this such and such still trying to rap, man. He might as well just quit. He's not going to make it. Because I hear comments from people that used to be friends with me like that all the time. It's like, oh, Jonah's still rapping? It's like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, I think they just don't, you know, people don't believe, man. I mean, like, I've lived a lot in the United States as well, man, just different areas. I mean, you know, New York, Connecticut, and I've I've lived in the Southeast too as well before, you know. I've lived in South Carolina before. Um uh, I've, I've, I've traveled to North Carolina before, um, you know, I've lived in LA, I've, you know, lived in uh, Silicon Valley in these areas. And it's like, I definitely can see naysayers. Um, and definitely I've experienced them because there were a lot of people say, Oh man, this will never happen. You'll never be able to do this. And then when you do it and then they see you start doing stuff, they're like, man, I, we didn't think you could do it. And it's like, well, it's because One of my friend. You- he brought up, he brought up this, uh, he brought up, he, he said, there's these people that you get to a point where it looks like you're going to blow up mm-hmm. and you, you start getting the traction and you start getting followers and it starts going up and then it kind of slows down again. You know, like the stock market, it goes up, goes down, goes up. Then there's a spike and then it goes down. And I feel like people might, kind of stop believing because they're like oh you were going for a minute you were rolling i've seen you you was going crazy and then you slow down and they're like maybe maybe he doesn't have it you know what i mean it's like they they only want to believe in you when they see you winning not believe in you because they see you're working i mean that's anybody even people who have had mild success you know i mean i'm pretty sure that i've had people who are like oh if i stop i've stopped doing something for a while I took a break from the entertainment industry. Oh man, what's he doing now? You know, oh wow, he was doing this. He was, you know, working with Nick Cannon. He was working with all these guys and, you know, you got Eric Tilton and stuff like this. Make your pardon? You got to work with Nick Cannon? Yeah. So Move Faces, we used to be, uh, we had a partnership with uh, Incredible, which is Nick Cannon's uh, brand. And so we would just, you know, for like me and his brothers and stuff like that and his relatives, we would get in this incredible van and move faces TV, which uh, was one part of my brand. We were, you know, everywhere with Nick. That's honestly dope as hell. I watch um, Wild and Out. You know Wild and Out, right? Of course, DJ Rec. Yeah, I know. Yeah, love. I, I I used to sit there and like watch it, and I would be like, "This is what I would say." Like, if I was there, like. Be like, it'd be so cool to go on that show. And then another thing with the inspiration and watching artists blow up is seeing Jack Harlow and the baby get going wild and out. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no way they got the baby on here. Like, it is like, it makes you excited. It's like, holy shit. Like, that's crazy. I mean, it's even funnier because, like, I remember one time me and me and um, Gabriel, one of Nick's other brothers, we were, um, we were at the dub show. Shout out to Herman again. Um, and, uh, literally there was like a girl and she was really good looking and we just like stopped and was like, Oh man, wow. Did you see that? And they're like, yeah, man, we need to talk to her. Next thing you know, she's on wild and out. See, 
you know how you said never count out the little guys? Of course. That's one thing I don't do is I see a producer. People will be like, I want to get a producer. I want to get a Metro beat or I want to get a Jetson beat. And it's like, there's a kid with 20 followers on Instagram who goes 10 times harder than them. And you don't even know who he is. Of course. There's always is. I always answer my, if I see a dude on Instagram who just like, he's not really doing much, but I hear it and I'm like, oh shit, he's got potential. I'm going to work with them because I know if I don't blow up, he might. That's true too, man. And then sometimes you just want to, you know, also, you know, you know, sometimes when you reach a level where you've seen stuff, you know, coming to fruition, you've seen people who weren't widely known become widely known. And you could just see that spark sometimes. Sometimes you can notice some people with those sparks. And when, what I mean by that, some people that, you know, they have that potential. It's just like, how far are they going to take it? And is the consistency and resilience going to allow them to do it? How far are they going to move to make it happen? I think that's what I always look at. And that's the whole same thing with uh, like Noah. I mean, you know, I saw, you know, what he was doing. I mean, I think I've been following probably for like a year or so. And I saw him, you know, doing his little music videos. I mean, to me and, and the people that I already know, I mean, I, I knew that that was not to the caliber, you know, of where it needs to be. But I saw potential in what he was doing. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep on following this kid. You know, I feel like if he gets in contact with the right people and he keeps on doing it, eventually. Good for himself. Exactly. And I was like. I told him, I was like, honestly, bro, you're going to get a Netflix deal or something in the next year. He was like, you think so? I was like, yeah. Like, you never I, see, know. I see a movie company or just some big production company hitting him up and being like, hey, we want you to work on this. You never know. And that was like when I was scrolling through there. And then, you know, as I said, I was looking at some of the work that he did because he sent me it. And I saw one other guy and then I saw you. I was like, oh, yeah, there's an energy where I feel like, you know, even when I kind of saw you, I was like, yeah, if he keeps on going, you know, with trajectory and pushing, you know, past, you know, where he's at right now, I felt like, you know, definitely the kid has potential to taking it to um, taking it Hold to the up. But what I've seen, man, it it all depends on the person. And consistency. Consistency and resilience and taking risks. Consistency is the biggest thing, bro, I've noticed. You're not in their face every day. They forget about you. Yeah. I mean, and and I I would also, like I said, I would say consistency and taking risks are probably equal in value because... I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, just to say that you want to be a rapper is already a risk. Yeah, 100%. To I don't tell people I'm a rapper. I hate it. I hate telling people I'm a rapper. Right. Like, Cause my friends will go, will go to a party or something, and there'll be some girl they're trying to talk to, and they'll be like, yo, this is my boy. Like, they look at his Instagram, and she's like, like, ew. You know what I mean? Like, you're wow. a rapper? Mm-hmm. It's like. I'm not trying to get that response every time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a SoundCloud rapper. It's just, it's a oh, bad. Wow. Is there a bad vibe for having that? Or Yeah. If you're a SoundCloud rapper, it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like people don't take you seriously. They're like, oh, you're a SoundCloud rapper. Like, okay. But like, then they look me up and they see who I take pictures with and like who I know. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Maybe you're a little something. You know what I mean? Right. 
But I mean, I just I don't like telling people out the gate like I make music. They'll look at me like, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, because you know what it is, man. I think it has to do with that you're in a place to where they don't see people blow up per se, right? So when they meet now, they have been though. But is it on average? We got, we got. I feel like we got, we got more than any other state right now. I mean, the only there's three competing states with music is Atlanta, Cali, and uh, Florida. So Georgia, Cali, and Florida. Right. And that's all the artists come in New York, I guess. But like New York, you don't really have a lot of artists. Not as not as not as mainstream as you used to see back in the day. Exactly. But like we got Tusi. Tusi just blew up. The baby. We got Stunna. Um, Jetson's a really big producer that came up. Who else came out of North Carolina? Uh, YBN Corday. But I think I think kind of what I'm saying is, people have this thing of like they can't meet. Who am I? So how can I meet somebody who's famous? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, who am I? Like. I don't meet people that are famous. Nobody famous would come to my party or chill with me. So how Walk, can you... I've seen Waka Flocka at a party at Raleigh once. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pretty sure Waka you have. Flocka. I'm pretty sure you have. Like, like, I'm I'm, but like, them, so like you... a college party, like not like a cool party. Like, Hey, this is like just some random frat party. Waka Flocka is inside playing Pong. Like what? You know what I mean? That's just like one of those things where it's like, like are you sure that's him? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but, but I feel like we got a pretty good hot spot. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I still would say that, you know, your, your uh, responses that you're getting from, you know, local people, you know, when you go into local parties is that they don't, you're not that big yet. So therefore they still can't see it. And it's like, it, but it's morally based off of themselves, not necessarily about you. They're if comparing. I mean, they're comparing me to up here. That and also, why would up there come to their party? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You you got to yeah. humble yourself and think from their perspective. They just can't see that they wouldn't know somebody. It's not all the time that you might not be blowing up. It's sometimes like I couldn't hang out with. Waka or whoever may be or a big rapper, why would they come hang out with me? So it's some type of internalized, you know, self-doubt. Yeah, self-doubt's a big thing too. And like it's really projected on you. So and like a lot of people have self-doubt. That's like a everybody does. I do, everybody does. And there's nobody in this world I feel who you know created or become something didn't have some type of self-doubt, but sometimes you just gotta put yourself, you know on the line to where you feel uncomfortable and you just have to go. Yeah. Put yourself in a situation you might be scared of. It caused you to grow. You know, I'm normally behind the scenes. I don't really like being in front of the scenes. You know, I'm like, man, I don't fucking do it. I I like it. I I like it. It's cool. (laughs) I I don't like, I don't like the attention all the time though. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's kind of like, why is everybody staring? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you ever done like a school presentation, walk in front of the class, and everybody's looking like, oh, fuck. It's awkward and uncomfortable for sure. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's kind of cool because it's like, damn, all these motherfuckers are looking at me. Like, word. You know what I mean? 
I mean, the looking at you part is always cool at some point, but sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's just depends on the it depends on why they're looking. Right. That I think that is too. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting, man. I think it's a really interesting, you know, um perspective or experience in general. But I mean, I don't know, man. I've I've seen it happen to so many different people where some people just kind of really like it and some people really just don't. Or sometimes they just don't want to be bothered with it. Sometimes if you're out eating in LA and somebody's coming up to you asking for your, their, you know, your autograph and you just want to hang out with your family or whoever it may be, your friends, and that can kind of be annoying at some times. I can and see that being Yeah, man. And sometimes I remember like even just, you know, looking at certain people for, you know, business perspectives in LA and sometimes you're like, oh shoot, that person doesn't know me. So, you know, they're looking at you, you're looking at them and they see you looking and they're like, oh, they might think that you're a possible fan, but really just like, no, dude, I just want to get this business connect. One of my friends were cool and I just saw you out. So let's connect later kind of a thing. But there might be this awkwardness of like, oh, is this a fan or is this? Yeah, is this? Right. What is this? Is this awkwardness? But I don't know, man. I've, like I said, I mean, I've seen a lot of people, you know, come up, blow up and. You know, and I've seen a lot of people, you know, not do anything as well. So it, it can go either way, man. You know, but one thing I've seen. One of my biggest fears is, is hitting your peak and not really hitting your peak. For sure. I think everybody does that, right? Like you kind of get to a point where you're like, I could do something with this. But if I don't do it now, I hesitated and I miss my opportunity. Hesitation is probably the, the biggest thing, man, because that, that's fear. Just, I don't know. A lot of people will just like they'll second guess their decisions. Of course, everybody does it, man. You know, one there's one decision that's going to really put you in the position you want to be in. It's if you make the right one or not. Yeah, man. I, I think like when I was living in NoHo, um, there, you know, I think when we were doing Move Faces TV, there was a lot of people in my neighborhood who were, you know were coming on doing things at move faces tv on our youtube and things like that um but we weren't really you know pushing youtube and stuff like that at the time we were we had our actual own network which is you know our own domain which was kind of competitive against youtube so we weren't really pushing content on youtube oh you were trying to get you were trying to get traffic to your own website yeah we had our own network you know it was earlier on and, and you know we had our own network so and, you know, around that time, you know, YouTube was big, but still, you know, it was like, what else is going to be for the future platforms? And so we were running in technology where we were going to be another platform, which is going to be Move Faces TV. So we had our own views. So we never were really trying to push people to YouTube. I feel like that YouTube's a big platform, though. It is now, right? And it was so you might then, get but, people from YouTube to your website. Oh, I mean, now that's that's more obvious. But at the time, we, it was more competitive at the same time for us. You were trying to compete with YouTube. We were. Your own. Yeah, we were. You know, we have views. Everybody would go look at Mufasa TV who were around the area in L.A. who knew who we were, you know, and we partnered with MTV. We did red carpets. We had numerous celebrities that come to any time we had like events. We used to we had our own record label at the time, Mufasa's Records. Um, it was it was it was it was blowing up. You know, we had cease and desist from companies. It was uh, it was definitely interesting. But uh, I mean, who would have known? Right. But 
for me, I think, you know, we wanted to take a little break on it and, and, you know, and do something different. I did, man, because it just got so heavy and, and so much. We, we had a lot of people blocking us as well. You know, some people didn't want to push us further and fund us even further because they were afraid we compete against them. So they almost blacklist you in the market. Indirectly. Yeah. Because not in a negative way, like, oh, you're black, but in a way of like, hey, look, you know, we don't want to give you money because you, you might beat us. <laughs> I kind of feel I kind of feel blacklisted out here. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of artists that there's a lot of there's a lot of um, like blogs out here, and they'll have connections with people that could benefit you. And I feel like they don't fuck with me, and it's because of other artists that kind of are like envious. That makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. I mean, if they feel like you might you might blow up or something like that, and you know, some people might not want you to blow up. You know, it's just like they're like they want to blow up, so they like might put a bad word into somebody's ear just just to make sure I don't get that connection. Right, and what kind of what kind of things do you think they might say about you? I don't know. I've had I've had people message me before and be like, "Yo, I heard what you said about me. Like, I don't fuck with that." And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And he'll be like, nah, I had, I had one dude, uh, he actually passed away. His name was uh, Cloudy Nueve. Um, Sorry about that. Nah, nah, we weren't like tight, tight. It still, it still hurts. He passed away. I got a lot of friends that were really close to him. So I mainly feel bad like for friends and family because it's like y'all lost a really good person. But he had, I messaged him and I was like, yo, let's do a song. He was like, okay, bro, like I'm down, like pull up whenever. I was like, all right, bet. And then he texted me like two days later. He was like, fuck you, blah, 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 block my number. I was like, like what? What, what do you mean? So I called my homeboy and I was like, yo, bro, like he's tripping. I don't know what he's talking about. Like for tell him, like tell him I never said anything. And he was like, all right, like I'll talk to him. And I ended up getting the Snapchat of, who sent him the message that said I was talking shit. And it was just some girl. It was her boyfriend that didn't like me. And he just made up this lie just to get somebody to not do a song with me just because he didn't like me. I mean, you can't mix business with pleasure, man. You know what I mean? You got to, I mean, that's a, that's, that's, that's the one thing you can't really, you can't take things personal in business. Yeah. You have to try to stay away from that as much about what people do. And that's when you mess up because you don't know where that money's going to come from. Because what happens when you, you know, you get to this point where you've blown up so magnificently. Now he wants to reach out to you. Yeah. Well, no, nah, we ended up, we ended up settling it. He was like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't like it was still beef after that. Like we figured out that somebody was lying and then we were cool after that. No, and and I get it, man. But I guess what I'm just saying, like in general, is you know using it as a model of like why that shouldn't probably happen because it in in other situations it does stay like that, and then somebody gets on and it's like there's this bad tense situation that they built this you know they burned this bridge and you know blocked each other. You know, I've worked with other business partners where we were cool, and then it's just like somebody blocks you because they're mad because you didn't include them on whatever this and that. And it's just like, you know, it, it's whatever, man. It's like, you don't block something that's, you know, that, 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 uh, that is the energy, right? If it's, if you got the energy, you don't block the energy. Yeah. Especially, especially if, if it can potentially help you. Everybody uh, can potentially help you. And especially if you know, you don't have that energy, 
some people have that energy. And if you don't have that energy, who are you to block anybody? Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, I block people all the time, though. I don't care. <laughs> I had some dude hit me up. Oh, piss me off, bro. He used to, he had a blog page. I'm not even going to say his name. I don't even want to give him a Yeah, call. don't give him a clout. And he messed with me when he had like 8,000 followers. Like I had like, I had like 700 followers on Instagram, like, like none. And I would send him my video and he would post it on his page. And then he got like 50 K on Instagram. And he was like, I need like 70 bucks. I was like, all right, whatever, you know, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. And then he hit me up and he was like, yo, you know, anyone that can, can, make a website for me. So I was like, yeah, actually I got a homeboy that makes websites and he'll give you a crazy deal. He's like, okay, bet. Send him the information, hooked him up with that. Hit him up. I was like, yo, I did you a favor, post a video for me. He was like, I need a hundred bucks. I was like, bro, you <laughs> That's uh, what? That's interesting, man. I just left him all open and then he DMs me and he's like, yo, I want to do an interview with you. I was like, I need 500 bucks. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he was like not trying to pay it. So I was like, okay. And then he said, he said some slick shit. And it was just like, if you got a million views on a YouTube video, I'll give you 500 bucks. And I was like, if I got a million views on a YouTube video, you're going to give me 5,000 bucks. And I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though, Jonah? I mean, here's the thing, man. One thing I live by is like, you know, kill ugliness with kindness right and and what i mean by that is sometimes your drive and you continuing to, to move and silently just not even paying attention to certain people does more than just putting your energy to block them because sometimes when you put that energy to block somebody you just put an energy in somewhere else that you didn't even have to waste your time with your energy of when you're going to be successful and by not speaking to somebody yeah you can follow them and you can stay on here but you know what? I'm not even going to respond to you, but you're just going to keep on seeing me blow up. Yeah. And if they want to block you, let them block you, you know, but you don't be that energy. You know what I'm saying? Cause let your energy of success, let them keep on watching you as you keep on moving. And then, and, and I just think it's, funny. I don't know why I just find it funny. Just to block. <laughs> I mean, it's the culture of now, right? The whole block. Yeah. You I don't get, know. I block a lot of females. I block more girls than I do guys. Oh, what? What's that? Why? What was that? Girls just lie too much. They just think they're they think they're smart. <laughs> girls are smart. Girls, you, you catch a girl mid lie, mid lie, and they'll be like, "I'm not lying. I already know you're lying. It's good. You don't have to lie to me about it." Like, I don't know. I had to, I had one girl. I thought she was so cute. I was like, I was "Like, let me get your number." She's like, I've never had a guy ask for my number before. It's usually like Snapchat or Instagram. I was like, "I'm different." You know, like, right. I want your number. I want to text you. I'm going to call you later. I made plans with her on, like, a a weekday. She's like, yeah, I got off work. And I text her that day. And she's like, oh, me and my me and my girls are going to go out of town. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'll wait. And then she had posted on her Snapchat one girl and then, like, two guys in the car. And I was like, this bitch is lying like hell. Block. <laughs> You and the girls ain't going nowhere. You're not from the lie to me. Right. So I don't know. I just I think it's funny. It's just like, damn, he really blocked me. Like, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there's that one person, like, 
they're going to go make another account just to look. You know what I mean? Of course. But you know what, though? The better person is the person who doesn't even put their energy in that. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking like, just... You think about I like it. to throw the little shots. If you think about it though, what is the what is the what is the best thing of revenge? Is this when you just like ignore people and you just stun, nah, stun on keep them. on going stun on them. Yeah. Show them how great you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they doubted you from the start. You're gonna right. you're gonna show them why you turned up. Right, because blocking takes that energy, right? And it's that extra energy. So okay, I just I'm gonna shut you out, kind of an energy. And it's just like, nah, I'm gonna keep you right there. I'm just not gonna say anything to you. And if I do, do something small, but I'm just not, I'm not going to message you like that. And then you're just going to see me. Then you don't want to hang out. I'm not going to pick it up. It's going to be, not gonna it's like, nah, where, was, where was that energy when, when I was doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. What you mean. I'll just be like, you know what? Hey girl, check this out. I'm going up here with me and my boys. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had this, I was dating this girl. She was she was cheating on me like the whole time we did it for like a year, and she was always like embarrassed because I rapped. Well, Bring it back to the sound the SoundCloud rapper thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes like these comments. She'd be like, "The guys that are at work are like, oh, I saw Jonah's video, like blah blah blah." You know, what I mean? she'd get embarrassed about it. And we broke up, and I shit you not, this, the same week we broke up, Fat Boy hit me up, and I went to New York, and I was just like, yeah. You know, you that's energy, me. though. That's energy, yeah, though. Now I'm in New York, so it's cool. I'm not tripping about it. Every time something bad happens, you know, something good comes out. It's around the corner. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But that's what I'm saying. You can't let you can't let others' ignorance, you know, come upon you and take you down or, or even take you off focus. You know, use them as energy, as as positive energy to keep you pushing. Because that's your audience. They're watching you. They're checking out your Instagram. No need to block them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You talk to them. You just build a bigger, you build a bigger self-confidence because you don't even have to respond. But there's a different kick when you know they're watching. Yeah. I see what you mean. You 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 sound like you got a little evil in you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like to have them be like, oh damn, I fucked up. I'm just saying, I mean, I might have a little bit, man. I'm just like. I mean, I think it takes, I just think, you know, it's, it's more about karma, man. You know what I mean? More than anything. I believe in karma. I believe in karma. Yeah. If you think about it, man, just, you know, sometimes I just believe in energies being natural, right? If somebody's going to waste their energy and time to not message you or to do whatever, say this, blah, blah, just don't respond. It's just being a bigger person more than anything. I don't even think it's even being, you know, you like that, but you know, at the same time, I might laugh a couple of times. But uh, maybe that might be the, the the bad part. But you know, it's it's a it's just it's it's a bet. I feel like it's a better get off than just blocking somebody because you only get to do that once. Yeah, I guess. But when you just have to, somebody has to just sit there and watch. They have to marinate that shit for the rest of their lives. <laughs> They're like, damn, I fucked that up big time. They'll have to block you. You know, because they just get tired of seeing your success. Tired of seeing it, yeah. And then you just get this extra kick because you know that you didn't do it. Who was a bigger person at the end of the day? Yeah. Who had the stronger willpower? Was it the person that blocked or was it the person who just sat there and just kept on doing what they doing? And they didn't even notice you. When you put it that way, it makes more sense. I just like to be rude. I feel like blocking people is just rude. It's just like, damn. It is rude, but it's only, <laughs> it's, 
it's only that one time to go back. You also lose, you, you also lose fans, man. Sometimes your haters are your biggest fans. You ever heard of that? Yeah. I see. There's this one dude that talks shit about me all the time. Like all the time. I don't even, I've never met him in my life and people will send me his thing and they'll be like, this dude's still talking shit. I'll be like, I don't really care. He still yeah. follows me. He watches every move I do. Every time I post, he's on my shit. But, you know, those people help you. Those people kind of help you sometimes because they're out there. They're, whether it was positive or negative, they're out there talking about you. And as long as somebody's talking about you, you're doing something right. I've heard that before, and I've, I've seen it to be true. So let them talk. Yeah. Let them talk. You, you, that's one thing you got you to gotta build up as you're growing and, and building a brand is you got to keep on moving positively and not worry about blocking because you won't be able to block everybody. The more you get famous, the more successful you get, you won't have time for that. You can't block everyone. Yeah. Okay. So you just have to let that shit go early and just say, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do. All right. You said something foul. I don't believe you. You know, I'm just going to push that energy somewhere else and I'm going to ignore you. Yeah. But I'm not going to mess with you like that. I'm not going to go waste my energy and block you because, like I said, man, I feel like it's a power play. That person that got you to block them, now they know they affected you. Yeah. They're like, oh, I got under his skin. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do, anyways. And they're going to actually talk about, about that as clout and like, oh, Jonah, yeah, he blocked, he blocked me. me. And they're going to put up the phone like you pull up on the baby and be like, look. Yeah, I'm blocked. I pissed him off. Yeah. So who got you? Yeah. When you put it like that, Think about yeah, it. I got got. Think mind game how somebody's playing with you because that's what it's about. It's all a mind game. Everything's about a mind game. It's about mind over matter, right? It's control. And that person controlled you, but you thought you controlled them by blocking them, but really you didn't. The person who ignored them was a bigger person because now they just got to watch you and you, they're texting you, they're, they're, you know, DMing you, like, Jonah, Jonah, hey, what's going on? And you're like, oh. no response. Response. But this motherfucker is seeing my shit. Yeah. I'll <laughs> it's open killing them. <laughs> it's killing them inside. This fucker's seeing me. I know he's seeing me. <laughs> and how many times a day do you get to torment them on that, man? It just doesn't stop. As long as they keep yeah. calling. And if they block you at the end of the day, then that's what it is. They blocked you. Adios. It is what it is. But who won? Me. Exactly. Hope so. You will, man. I mean, that's how you got to think about it. And like I said, man, it's about that karma too, man. Not wasting your time on, on, on little shit. You know, you're going to go, go some places with your career. That's your plan. Keep on moving, not wasting your time on naysayers and, and people like that. And let those other people that may be naysayers, let them be your biggest fans. Let them keep on talking about it. But when you block them, you don't even let them have that, that instrumentation to be able to push you to that next level. To yeah. be able to talk about you. Let those, nah, 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 that, that dude, that, 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 that's spreading your name. Yeah, no, nah, it is. Because even if, even if you are talking shit and you're like, you hate, say it, say it, this person hates me. Mm-hmm. And they send they send my video to this guy. And they're like, this guy is shit. The guy that they sent it to might be like, he's actually hard. Right. Why are you hating? Like, right. And you don't even know. I mean, that's just how that's how things work in the universe. So that's what I'm saying about this karma is like you can't let people get on your skin. And, and, the, and the further you get and the bigger you want to get, you have less time to do so. So it's always best to be the bigger person and not let people affect you in that type of way to where they can make you move. You feel me? I might, so, I, might have, I might just have to do that the next time. Just not anymore. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just buy. 
And it, like I said, it's a power play. People think, but they take it in the wrong way. People think I had the last laugh. I said the last word, I blocked them. But it's like, nah, you don't really have the last laugh because you never get to see that person, you know, really feel that impact of you growing. You yeah. Know? And some people block other people because they don't want the other person to grow or watch that person grow. Yeah, they're kind of mad. It's like, damn. I'm just, they get bitter. I'm, I'm going to block this person to make it feel like it's something else to you. But I really people I don't want to see them like it's just they keep posting the same thing over and over. I just be like, I don't want to see this anymore. Just block them. I mean, you got all kinds of like social things that you can do on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, where you can just low prioritize people and not even see their stuff anymore. But let them see you. Yeah. Just got to get sneaky with your game. Well, one thing, like, you know, promoted posts on Instagram? Of course. I block those every time. Mm, why was that? Because, dude, I hate it. It's like I don't want to see your shitty-ass music posted up on my Instagram feed when I don't follow you. Uh, and I just – and I'll see the same promoted post, like, eight times, and I'll just be like, I'm fucking tired of seeing this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I mean, if you block it, it doesn't pop back up on your page. So that's true. I mean, if you don't want it, you know, you, there are ways to editing it. I mean, you know, for you not uh, opting into it. What the way you put it, as far as like people not being able to follow you, then yeah, it defeats that. Like they can't share you if they do see you. But haters make you famous. Yeah. Always remember that haters make you famous. You know, and there's nothing like people who hate on what you're doing to watch you continue success and to know that they have this, you know, just this, this, this button they can push to where they can communicate with you, but you're not really responding. But once you block them, it's pretty much, it's, it's blocked. Yeah. Blocked. So they can't see your backstory. You know what I mean? They can't enjoy, you know, cause sometimes it's, it's not about you. Sometimes it's about self-reflection of that person. Sometimes they can look at how they reacted in life and be like, hey, look, you know, how I responded to Jonah maybe wasn't the right way or doing this, vice versa. Maybe I shouldn't have blocked him or maybe he shouldn't have blocked me. You can just think about it differently. And when you meet somebody else, you won't be that person to second, you know, guess that other individual. Yeah. It's growth, man. Vacation. Life. Vacation. Life. So, but man, Jonah, it's been awesome talking to you, man. Um, You know, what do you think? What's what's next for you right now? I mean, like, I know you're, you know, you 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 got music videos out and things like that. What's your next goal? Like, what do you think is going to take you to the next level, and 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 how are you going to get there? So I have I have been talking to a couple labels, like, so I'm just waiting on the right one. But I think the right one might have just hit me up. Um, I just don't want to jinx it. No, I never do that. You know what I mean? So, but it's, you know, South Coast, right? Uh, records? South Coast Music Group. Nah, who, who are they behind? Or is that more of an independent or they've been out for a while? Who do they go through distribution with? That's who blew up the baby. Oh, okay, cool. So there's King Carter and Arnold Taylor. So I just got hit up by an A&R for King Carter. And King Carter is like the baby's manager. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that that goes well. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, damn. 
fuck, like I'll still do me. You know what I mean? But, yeah, man. I think you just got to sometimes just keep on pushing harder, man. And sometimes you just got to take that risk. And sometimes you got to go in places that make you feel uncomfortable. So sometimes it's, 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 it's that time of, you know, taking that trip to LA. Sometimes it's that time to taking that trip to Atlanta and that party and et cetera, but always being, you know, thinking safe and, and making sure you're in a, a situation that you feel is safe. But sometimes it's just about just being in the right place in the right time or just like marketing yourself you know, consistently until you get noticed. I mean, cause I, I understand where you come from about like not trying to pay to play, but at a certain yeah. perspective in the game, you've got to pay to play. Even the biggest labels are just going to pay to play you. I already know. I say it. They're going to pay to play you. I mean, it's the budget behind it. People want, people want people who invested in themselves. See, I have, that's the thing. I just don't invest in playlists oh. and I don't oh, no. invest in I know. Instagram. Right. And I know, I, I understand that, but you know, the labels will. Yeah. I got, I got $10,000 on cash app mm-hmm. just sent to my studio. Well, that's fine. Like I spent 1300 on a feature for Stunna. I paid 2000 to open up for little baby. I paid 500 to open up for the baby. Uh, I paid for videos. I mean, you look at how many videos I got, you do the math of the videos. Like, like, it's just, I put all my money into other shit other than playlisting and Instagram shout outs. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. And sometimes it might be just like really paying that right person to be on what whatever you're doing. And sometimes that can catapult you to get noticed because that person pushes you out to their network. Exactly. That's why you pay them to get on their network. It's really what it's about. You know, you pay them. Sometimes you pay that, you know, that music uh, production, you know, uh, <clears throat> company to be able to shoot your music video at whatever lower price you can get just to have that, you know, blast out to their network. Yeah. Because you don't know what that's going to do. But overall, of course, if you have following, everybody's going to pay for you. Yeah, Exactly. Everybody, but, I mean, as far as like, as far as like my next move, mm-hmm. I, I got another album coming out. I haven't, I haven't announced it yet. It's not ready, but I got like eight songs already that I'm going to put on there. So if the label stuff doesn't go good and I end up not talking to them, I'm just going to go back to dropping and just get right back in their face. Yeah, I think you just got to keep on pushing, man. You just got to keep on throwing shit out there and just, you know, working on your craft and just pushing out there as much as possible and just not giving a fuck, if you will, right? That's the only thing I can do is push, 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 push. Really? I mean, what, if I just sit here and just expect a song to go blow up and somebody to hit me up, I'm going to be sitting here for a while. But if I drop 20 more songs, the people who are watching are going to be like, Damn, he's still dropping consistently, like without anybody behind him. Like, you know what I mean? I don't I don't even have a manager. Like. Yeah, that's deep. Like, I, I'm getting shit, I don't even know. I got a video with like 40k top. That's my top video. And I know people with three thousand followers on Instagram who are like, yeah, I got two managers. I'm like, bro, what do you need a manager for? <laughs> Like, what do you, what you're not, I answer my, I just booked myself a show. They just sent me a deposit on cash app 30 minutes ago. No manager, 
didn't have to pay nobody. I get a hundred percent of the money. Like, I mean, I think there's, there's a, a different level. Happened. I think there's a different level where you bring in some management for different reasons, right? For but certain, yeah. Once once people, it gets to the point where you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, yes, right. You're or making, even, or even if there's this point where it's just like you need to branch out further, and they can help you bridge that, right, through connections and things like that. Yeah. And do, that's another thing is I don't want to sign with a manager who cannot connect me with shit. You know what I mean? There's like dudes who'll be like, yeah, I can get you with this guy and I can get you with this guy. And then you get down to do it. And these bullshit. I mean, cause nobody can promise you that. Exactly. And that's why I don't want to sign with nobody is because it's like, you're, you're giving me a bunch of empty promises. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, we'll get you on a song with him. It's like, how do I know you're actually going to, yeah, you just can't. Yeah, that doesn't work that way. But I mean, I don't trust. I don't trust people. My homie got offered a contract, and they offered him twelve hundred dollars a month for housing, um, and like a hundred thousand dollar promotional deal. Mm-hmm. And then he read the fine print, and it was like they're only signing him for a dollar. What? Yeah. And he sent me the contract and like all the stuff they promised was not on there. And it said that they were signing him for $1. And he was like, what is this bullshit you guys just sent? me?" Like, that's why I just, I don't trust. I don't, I don't know if I can trust just random people to work for me. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you got to look up, you got, you've got to identify some things, you know, their passion and you know, how, how they worked in the past, you know, what was, you know, what was their, uh, um, their line of, uh, execution, resilience and, and, and their, uh, potency to, you know, interact into the industry, you know, I mean, my uncle, you know, he, you know, was talking to me literally the other day about how he was working, um, with Jermaine Dupree and, um, Scooter Braun at the time. And, you know, before Scooter Braun got on. And then once Scooter Braun got on, he didn't pick up phone calls and how he was, you know, kind of utilizing his, you know, plugs and and being, you know, more, you know, humble until he got where he needed to be. And then uh, now he is where he is. But sometimes you have to do that, I guess. I don't know, man. I just, everybody's just going to keep on the same path and just hope something good happens. I'm not going to, like put everything into one pot. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to focus on something that you love and then manifest it. You got to make it happen and you've got to yeah. research it. And you, sometimes you got to have to have faith. You have to have faith, faith in the people that you work with and you surround yourself with. So that's one of the things I would tell you off to rip to really focus on and to, um, you know, think strategically, but watch people's energies that you, you associate with. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. And they got to believe in you, man. That's just straight up. If you mess with people who don't believe in you, you won't go very far. I got a, I got a solid team. Um, I got a video guy. He shoots he shoots all my videos. Like, he doesn't charge me. If he That's needs amazing. money, I give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's like, yo, I want some money for this one. I'm like, okay. But he's been working with me since my first video. Mm-hmm. Like, very first video. Right. So, if I didn't have him on my team, I would not be where I'm at because – videos is what got me where I'm at. Of course. Music video. Got you know what I mean? Or it is Justin Bieber, you name it. Like my songs, if the songs 
if you get a song with 40,000 views, you might not get as much clout as if you got a YouTube video with 40,000 views. You know what I mean? Or if you got a YouTube video with a million views, you're going to get way more followers than if you got a million views on a Spotify playlist. Right. So it's like video production for me is like the most important thing. So that's why I really have him on my spot. And then as far as like other team members, I got producers. I got, I could, I I don't even have no fingers. I got like 15 producers that are like strictly will make beats for me, not send them to anybody else and they won't charge me. And if I ever get on, it's like, I'm taking everybody that made me a beat with me and they're coming on tour and they're producing for every rapper we meet because I'm going to plug them in. And it's like that team, it is it, the team effort thing really does work. Like, cause even if you're a producer or a video guy, even if you take photos, even if you do vlogs, you still have, are a part of the one machine to make all the pieces interlock. You know what I mean? No, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. It takes a team, like we've said many times already. But, um, yeah, Jonah, man, I want to thank you for coming on, man, for sure, man. Um, I definitely think you have, you know, potential to do bigger things than where you already are. I mean, you have a lot of people following you already. You've got a lot of views. I think things can only go up for you, man. Um, I think, again, like I said, it's about who you, you know, consistently um, associate yourself with and you know how resilient you are in pushing your dream you know yeah. i would say you don't stop you know but but push hard go hard push hard don't stop all right appreciate that you. man thank you for coming on man we definitely got to do it again um definitely ping me and whatever send me over information and things like that um and i'll let you know when things you know uh get pushed out we gotta we gotta do one a year from now to see if anything changed all right for sure no, I mean, it, was, it was cool talking to you. I'm going to get you on Instagram. All right, word. All right, man. You, you got the video night. and everything? Hell yeah, we got it. Cool. See Let's you, get. man. All right, boss.